Welcome to the intersection of theater and even more theater. You have achieved stage grok. Stage Grok, the roaming theater podcast coming to you from the geographic center of the American theater. I'm your host, Scott Miller. Today I talk with Broadway actor Anne Harada on the phone from her home in New York. Okay, well, thank you for talking to me today. Um, I've been following you for, for quite some time, and, and uh, it's, really, it's really cool to be able to talk to you. I want to start, um, after college, you went uh, straight to New York, right? I did. Uh, so talk a little bit about those early days and, and the, you know, first opportunities and so forth. Well, uh, the thing about uh, me coming out of college was that I didn't know I was going to be an actor. When I graduated, I just sort of had this vague feeling that I wanted to work in the theater. <laughs> and um, I got an internship with a Broadway producer um, right out of college because we'd gone to the same college. I went to Brown. And uh-huh. she called the department looking to see if there was anybody who might be interested in interning in her office. And I was like, yes, yes, me, me. Nice. So, um, you know, I went and had an interview with her, and she was like, great, I think you'll do. And basically, I just ran her errands for a long time and typed for her, you know, on a typewriter back in the olden days. <laughs> but it sounds like that'd be an amazing learning experience it was you know i mean uh, the most important thing about that was finding out that i didn't want to be a producer and also just how how many hats a producer has to wear you know then how many you know like i don't think i ever really thought about all the things that a producer had to like think about and you know make decisions on because I was, you know, always performing, and I never felt like, oh, right, somebody's got to pay the bills and, you know, <laughs> hire all of these different, you know, I mean, make all the decisions in terms of hiring your staff, which is right. very important, and I never really thought about it. Um, so it was a great education for me in terms of that. And as a performer, you know, I got to sit in on some of the auditions, and I got to see what, you know, real actors did. Right. And I just thought, like, oh, well, I'm as good as some of them. I'm not as good as all of them, but I'm as good as some of them. You know what I mean? You just get a, more of a sense of, like, oh, yes, I could be in this world. Right. You know, it's, it becomes it just took out a lot of the mystery of it, which I thought was really great for me. And yeah. I met a lot of really wonderful people, and because of that, you know, it's how I got my first representation and how I got my, you know, first big audition we're all it's all based on like meeting people through that office right so i thought it was an amazing way to sort of get into the business although and and do you think that's a pretty normal thing that happens to people that they meet people who meet people who meet people oh i think that's the only way things happen (laughs) right right in the theater i mean i'm sure you know this it's happened to you as well yeah. Once you've worked with somebody, it becomes easier to sort of go like, oh, they'd be so good for this, and I should tell so-and-so about them, or, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. It's all hearsay, and 
you know, experience <laughs> and and that kind of, you know, I'm, I but I mean, there's something to that, and also that the, you know, the friendships that you make when you're in college and summer stock and all of those things, those things can pay off too. Right. Somebody gets an opportunity and you know says like, oh, you should bring Ann in for this. I mean. You know, it's 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 that's all how it is. I sort of think it's just like just keep doing shows with your friends. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean seriously, don't you think that's true? Yeah. Um, just, yeah. Right. You just keep doing shows with the people you like to do shows with, don't you? Right. Essentially. Right. And and you know they, you know, think of you for something that somebody else is doing, and vice versa. Which, which is why I'm always telling young actors. The most important thing is to be easy to work with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, basically. And, and all, you know, it's like all of those things. This is just try to be as professional as you can at all times. Right. You know, as prepared as you can be, as on top of it as you can be. You know, for so long, I just think I was so worried about being the weak link in any particular production. And I just kept thinking like, well, you know, worst comes to worst, I'll be off book faster or I'll know my music. You know what I mean? I just kept thinking like, I just have to keep doing my homework really hard because I didn't want to be like, oh, that girl who can't learn stuff. How funny. Of course, it's just getting, I mean, it's more, it makes me feel more (laughs) crazy as I get older because now I'm turning into that old woman who can't learn stuff. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I was about to ask you. Do you ever get to the point where you don't think, oh, I'm the weak link? Well, I think you get to the point where you don't think you're the weak link, but you, uh, I do feel more insecure now about learning things quickly. Why, as, why I, do you think, as I, as I get older, I do think it's harder. Oh, okay. I mean, or... You know, or maybe it's just that as I get older and or I need more rehearsal time or something. Because right. it felt like when we were young, when I was young and doing summer stock, and, you know, you'd do it in a week, and then you'd, <laughs> then you'd build the set at night, and then the next week you'd do a new show, that whole thing. It just yeah. seemed like we just absorbed it through our skin. I don't ever remember sitting down going, like, i got to learn my lyrics. Do you know right. what I mean? And right. now I'm like, oh, my God, i got to learn my lyrics. Right. And it's really hard for me to do it kind of like in advance as opposed to, you know, like when you're in rehearsal and you're on your feet, it's much easier to, for the, to do the repetition with right. the repetition to have it sink in. But lots of times you don't have that luxury anymore. You yeah. know, you're just expected to sort of come in and know your stuff and knock it out. As I'm going to the Muni 10 days of rehearsal. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going like, why am I having such a hard time? And the answer is, well, Anne, you don't have anybody else around you saying their lines. You know, right. it's also inorganic when you're trying to learn it cold right. off a page. Well, and a lot, a lot of my actors say, say to me that they, they can't memorize until they've got their blocking, that it all goes together for them. Right. I've, and I definitely feel that way, but I also know from past experience, you should maybe know some things in advance of starting a 10-day rehearsal. Right, right, right. You could have a little bit of an edge yeah. um, just because, I, I mean, you know, there's no guarantee. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then do you want me to actually, like, learn blocking for a number? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. Well, so let me, ask, you know. let me ask about the, or your earlier, uh, the, well, you know, the early acting gigs. Yes. Uh, when you're up in New York and you, people started hiring you, what, what were your early gigs? Um, my very first job was um, 
an off-Broadway show, and that's how I got my equity card, uh, 12345 at Manhattan Theater Club. Maury Yeston, right? Maury Yeston and Larry Gilbert, that's right. Oh, right. Yeah. And what, and what was that experience like? It was unbelievable. It was so exciting. You know, I was literally, literally in a room, and I would go, I went around the room, and I went like, huh, look at that, every... The third person here has a Tony nomination. <laughs> like it was so it like, intimidating. It was very intimidating. It was super crazy intimidating. And like again, you know, I was so young and it was my first job, and I was just trying so hard not to be bad and fall down, you know, right. um, that I just was so. But I was so thrilled to be there, and it was the first time I ever worked with Alice Clayton. Who, oh yeah. Yeah, later I understood her in the Susical, and I just, I just worshipped her. I thought she was amazing. Um, and then that that show didn't go that far, right? No, well, it was it was literally like we we did the workshop. It was sort of like we did the workshop of that show, you know. And then they did it again on the main stage, which I didn't do that version. Okay. Um, but even on the main stage, it didn't really catch fire. Yeah. But you know, there was sort of like a big song from that show. Um, New moon, new words, new words. See the moon like a cookie. Do you know that song? No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's a more Yeston song. It's very sweet, and people do sing that. That's sort of a standard from the show. But, no, it never really caught on as a production. You might take a look at that sometime. (laughs) You might enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. The the time when we all became aware of you was Avenue Q. Of course. Um, how early in that process did you get involved? Uh, very at the very very beginning. And if I'm remembering right, I think Amanda Green told me that she was yes. part of one of the workshops. Is that how you guys met? That no, Amanda and I went to college together. Oh, okay. It was Amanda's fault that I got into Avenue Q in the first place because she oh. was in my workshop with Bobby and Jeff. And, you know, uh, you know, okay. at BMI, they do, like, those little smoker things where they do, like, two songs from a show and right. present. And right. they needed an Asian actress to say, you know, Emily went to Christmas a little Eve. And, yeah, to right. Christmas Eve. They were like, does anybody know an Asian actress? <laughs> and Amanda's like, yeah, I know this girl. So she gave them my phone number, and that's how that happened. Wow. And then you stayed with it. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I was Christmas Eve from then on. I never gave that role up. I wasn't insane. Right. You know, any presentation they ever had, I made myself available. <laughs> and and that, having seen that show, it that must have been so joyful to perform every night. Oh, it was. It absolutely was. And kind of the most amazing thing about it is that we couldn't believe that other people liked it. You know, we, we Just because all, it was so odd? It was or? so odd and weird, and it's it's sort of like, we think this is really funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, when it comes right. to people are like, this is the greatest thing we've ever seen. But then you're like, but I don't know that everybody's going to think that because it's right. so weird. Yeah. You know, and you also have to remember that half of those people were puppeteers. They weren't musical oh, right. comedy people necessarily, right. you know. So for them, well, and, and really the, show, the show gets very R-rated, which... I think surprises people. I, I guess it didn't surprise. It didn't surprise the puppeteers. Let's put it like that. <laughs> um, but, but I think, it, yeah, maybe. I guess so. But to me, that's I, the whole point I think of when it. it first, I think when it first came out, there was this. It, it's puppets, so it must be family friendly, you know. And I think it oh, took a while yes. for people to figure out that's not what this is. <laughs> no. No. 
just the whole cheeky, you know, the cheekiness of it, the tone of it. Right. Yeah. Um, that was so, that made us love it so much. And also because, you know, again, we're talking about a group of, like, young people who were basically going through what the characters in Avenue Q were going through. You know, right. like, you know, figuring out, like, you know, you're not special. And right. just that because you went to a good school or whatever, whatever, you had a good recommendation doesn't mean that anybody cares about anything you have to say or right. want to do with your life. Right. You know, that it's just all a huge learning curve. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, I was a little older. I was sort of older in that group. So I had sort of been around the block several times, but I, again, I had been around long enough to know like shows that made me laugh like that were few and far between. That that was a project that I really wanted to keep being attached to. Um, and that I just enjoyed it so much. And I just kept thinking like, well, maybe there are other people who will think this is funny. You know, like in my <laughs> mind, in my mind, I was like, it's going to be the biggest hit off Broadway has ever seen. I was like, we're going to be like Little Shop of Horrors. We're going to move to some theater off Broadway and never leave, like in my mind. You know what I mean? Right, right. And then which, the, which has sort of happened. Well, it, yes. But <laughs> that's sort of not But you know, it's like, you know, when the producers came in and said, like, we're going to Broadway, I was like, are you guys kidding? <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, we literally, we could not believe that. I was That's like, awesome. what are they thinking? This will never work. And, you know, with, with people paying actual money and expecting production value. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I was wrong, and I'm really happy to say that I was wrong. But it just, you know, it's amazing to me that a little show like that could turn into such a juggernaut. And, you know, also now, of course, you can't kill it. Now it really is off-Broadway and a big hit off-Broadway and probably will never leave, and that's fine with me. You know, it seems to me that, that the success of that show, and, and now that I'm saying this out loud, of any great show, I think, is that it, it's just so full of truth. You yeah. know, it's just very truthful, and I think everybody in the audience recognizes that. I think that's, that's what we love about it. Yeah. Oh, my God, of course. But there isn't a person alive who hasn't been all of those characters of <laughs> right. in their life. You know what I mean? Right. It's just amazing. I, you know, I think about that. I, when I think of some of the early drafts that we wrote, you know, that were written, that we performed, I, it, I just scream with laughter, you know. And when Johnny and Stephanie and I are together and we, like, call up some of those old scenes, we just pee <laughs> ourselves. We just laugh so hard because, you know, we were trying, there were so many versions of, like, what are, you know, what are the tr trials and tribulations of this group of people on Avenue right. Q, you know? Right, right. What would be the most compelling and universal kind of situations they would be in? You know, which is why we had that cut song about jury duty and we had, you know, all those songs, <laughs> all those songs about, you know, that, and it's just, it's wonderful to me, you know, and that I was lucky enough to be able to go to London with it and kind of bring it nice. to another group of young people. <laughs> right, right. All of well, them had, so, you know, had no problem identifying with it in any way. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so let me ask you, I want to talk about race. Um, yeah. So Amanda knew an Asian actor. <laughs> could That's right. Yep. Um, do you feel like being an Asian actor has been an obstacle in getting work? Well, it depends on the kind of work we're talking about, doesn't it? <laughs> Hasn't been an obstacle in getting work in revivals. You bet. 
has it, you know, I'm a kind of a weird Asian actor. I don't really <laughs> fit into the Asian actor paradigm of like a girl who can be in K&I or Miss Saigon, right? Oh, okay. So those are like the two big Asian musical comedy shows, right. musical theater shows, right? right? Never done either of them, probably never will. Right. Um, because for whatever reason, people don't think of me as a Lady Tiang. You know, I'm very short, and I don't really have that kind of a voice, and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, and I'm also comedic. Right. You know, and that show is not that funny. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and Miss Saigon, I was never a bar girl type. You know, I tried very hard to be a bar girl type when I auditioned for it. <laughs> I was young and, you know, was theoretically about the right age. But I wasn't. I couldn't dance. You know, I wasn't a dancer. I don't. Right. I didn't. I didn't really have it <laughs> to be in that show. <laughs> and I kept saying, like, "Are you sure you isn't like an old dumpling seller?" It's like, oh, like no, okay. You know, I mean, I just, I just couldn't imagine. Like, really, the whole show is like young women. Right. You know, like no, nobody on the character spectrum. Nope. Okay, great. Right. Thanks. Right. Awesome. And that's sort of what it was. And I so and, and so for me I kind of knew that I wasn't going to be cast traditionally because if those are the two shows that they keep getting done they keep getting done and I can't be in either of them, where am I gonna go? Right. So basically all most with the with you know, ex Avenue Hugh being the pretty much the exception here where I was cast I was Asian and I needed to be Asian and it's a very specific role. Right. I've been mostly cast non-traditionally. Well, and that's awesome, right? That's encouraging. Sure, it's completely awesome. But it's also weird, you know, for me, just because i kind of like, well, I don't, I guess I can't, I guess I'm not Asian enough, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or, um, all right, okay, great. Um, awesome. You know, like, oh, that's not true. I have played Bloody Mary regionally. Um okay. You know what I mean? I mean, there are there are some roles in the canon that obviously I can play. I guess I guess that's one of them. Does it does it is it weird to you to play a character that's quote unquote written white? I mean, does that bot does it you care at all? I mean, you know, when you're playing a step sister in Cinderella, do you care? I don't know. I mean, you just have a you just have fun playing the role, right? Yeah, written white. You know, there are so few things that would be written white. Yeah, right. Say, I agree. Unless those, you know, what could that be like? I'm in Gone with the Wind, you know, <laughs> playing. I, I guess. I guess. I mean, what, I don't know who. I don't know who. What that would lo be. Local actors often say to me that you know that they uh, actors of color that they can't get cast unless the role is written for the race they are, which seems so silly to me in most cases. You know, I, I get it on occasion, a certain play where it's about race, but. But I, I guess I'm wondering, is that also true in New York, that it's hard for an actor of color to be cast in a role that's not originally for an actor of color? I do think that's true. I, yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, if somebody black played the role before you, then they probably will try to hire somebody black to play the role again. Right. If somebody white played the role before you, then they probably will try to. You know, I do, I do think that white is the default always of casting. Yeah. And... Um, and I and and that's really my biggest thing about this whole conversation that we seem to be having now about being more inclusive. I just don't understand that if a play is contemporary, by contemporary I mean like set in the here and the now. Right. <laughs> that 
there's any reason why if the people aren't all in, from the same family, you know, right. why do they all have to be white? Right. Like that, like, for instance, you know, noise is off. Um, as brilliant as I thought that production was, I still was like, they all work in the theater. Right. Not one of these people could be something but white. Right. You know, or... And I would argue in a show like Cinderella or a lot of musicals where right. there's no pretense, pretense at, at reality, yeah. at actual reality. Like, yeah. who cares? Even if it's members of the same family, who cares? You know, did you see a mice? It turned into a horse. It was like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't. I mean, like, to me, it's like, it's a fairy tale. Right. And if it's something is a fairy tale or a parable or, you know, something like that, it's like every, anything goes. I just right. don't. I don't see what the. But, problem but I would is. argue that's that's true for most musicals. I mean, it's we already are are outside of reality. Yes, yes, quite we a already bit. are outside of reality. I don't disagree with that, but I do also think that it is difficult, you know, for a lot of people to bend their minds around like you're my sister and we're the, <laughs> you know we're the same thing. I'm like I don't know that I need to see you know the black and white version of Sideshow necessarily. Right. <laughs> I, do think, I do think like in some plots, it, it's, they kind of have to be the same or whatever. But I, I also don't think that it always, I, I mean, there's like Bright Star, which I loved, and that was a beautiful little show. Again, it's set in the South. Now, granted, it was set in the South a ways back, maybe not today, but it was like the 30s, you know? Right. Not one black person, right? In North Carolina. Like, well, so what? What do you think that's about? I think it's about they're telling a, a specific story in their head about you know this group of people, and there just didn't need to be anybody not white in it for them. So that's just something that the producers and directors just need to get used to not thinking about that. In terms of not having white be every like the default, be the default. Position? yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I guess in a way, you know, I, I know all those people. I don't think any of them are racist. You know what I mean? It's not right, like, right, right. I just feel like it's it's so weird <laughs> to me that you could conceive of a show set in this country almost at any time of its growth. And have there be no people of color involved in the storytelling. Well, particularly when you're telling that story in 2016. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, I mean, I would think, um, not that I, you know, again, I'm not, I have no beef with the show. I think I thought everybody in it was wonderful. But it's not that. Right. It's just that you just, it's it's jarring now to look on a stage and go like, really? Yeah. Um. And maybe that's just my perspective, and I mean, and I'm sure there are many, many, you know, audience members who just didn't notice that at all because right. that's their default position. Right, right. You know, and you know, right. cast well, has been you, all white for a long time now, and that's what we expect. But that yeah. doesn't mean that it's got to be that way always. Do you do you feel like this is getting better? Oh, I do. I absolutely do. Do you feel like it's getting a lot better? No. Okay. 
<laughs> so we're moving forward, but not We're back. moving forward, yeah. No, but I mean, okay, back in the day, back in the day, I, when I was, I don't know, when, when, when we would call this, maybe the early 90s or the late 80s, whenever, whenever I was a young person here in the city starting my career, okay? Right. I remember you'd go to a Broadway show, and in the ensemble, there'd be a black guy, a black girl, and maybe an Asian man or woman. And, and the black guy and the black girl always dance together, right? Well, no, they didn't always dance oh. together. But there was usually like <laughs> one each. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. And if you were lucky, if I, there'd be like an Asian man or woman. Very rarely both, unless it was a specific show. Right. But, you know, it'd be Darren Lee or Joanne Hunter or Lainey Sakakura. You know, these dancers who had sort of been established. Right. Um, and... And and then even after a while, that went away. And I don't know that I sense the same, you know, I don't know that I sense the people are like, we got to have, we got to mix it up a little bit. Sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. I feel like now it's sort of optional, co-optional. <laughs> do you think Hamilton is changing this at all? I hope Hamilton is changing everything. I mean, maybe it's too early to know. I mean... I don't see it yet, if that's what we're trying right. to say. Um, I hope Hamilton changes the game for everybody. I mean, like, uh, there, I hope so, too. If there ever was a show that disproved that concept that actors of color cannot bring in the money, it's Hamilton. Right, right. You know, no stars. I mean, granted, right. there are there stars now, but they weren't when they started. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like we we they made stars out of those people. Right. You know? Are you telling me that they sold all those tickets on the basis of Lin Manuel? It's like, no, not as an actor per se. They sold tickets because it's he's brilliant and it's a brilliant piece of work. <laughs> right, right. And everybody knows that. You know, like it's it's you all you have to do is sit through ten minutes of it and go like this is a brilliant piece of work. You know, right. it's just it's just like the sky is blue. You can't you can't deny it. <laughs> so oh, I, I agree. So, and, and so I sort of feel like, you know, of course if everything was Hamilton, would it matter? I don't you know. <laughs> I mean but not not everything is. And it's because that that show has become, you know, the new benchmark basically. If I if I thought that people would start casting Based, you know, based on their right for the role, as opposed to we need, you know, they're right. black or they're Latin or they're Asian. It would be wonderful. You know, I'm so proud of Cinderella because I was chosen to be in that show. Right. That basically they saw through. They basically looked into my soul and went, "That girl is Charlotte." You know, which I am, <laughs> which is absolutely true. Right. You know, and that producer, Robin Goodman, believed in me because she had seen me work in Avenue Q. She knew that there was something about me that would be right for that role, and she was right. right. But here's the thing. How how many people get that opportunity, you know, to basically show their soul as opposed to just, like, what's on their face? Right. Um, right. And that's sort of thing about Hamilton. It's like you now you look at those people and you're like, oh, there couldn't be anybody better than those people for those parts. <laughs> you know? But if that you know, who knows what that show would have been if there hadn't been that, you know, prime directive basically of Lynn's to have a diversified world. Right. 
I don't. But so let, let me let me ask you a parallel question. I remember reading an interview with Sondheim talking about Pacific Overtures and how it was hard for them to find enough trained Asian actors because Asian actors didn't get work. So there weren't that many out there. Um, do you feel like an Asian actor can go to New York now and have the same shot as anybody else? Yes. And, and black actor and et cetera, et cetera, right? Of course. And yes. is that, I mean, obviously that hasn't always been true. Is that fairly recent or it's, you think it's been going on for a while? Well, let's put it like this. I just feel like there are no dearth of young trained actors now. Back right. in the day. Back in the day, <laughs> again, we're talking about this like late 80s, early 90s part. There weren't that many because there weren't that, honestly, there weren't that many programs out there, you know. Oh, okay. That right. turned out that. musical theater actors. You know, like, what it, I mean, I had heard of what CCM and Carnegie Mellon, maybe. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And the University of Michigan. And now look at all the schools that have great training programs, you know, yeah. and you can't. I just like there are bajillions of Asian actors out there now that are trained. <laughs> They're young. That's awesome. You know, but yeah, but there's there's tons of them. You know, the fact that it's hard to find older Asian actors is just attrition. You know, at some point people just go like, I'm tired of not making any money and not having right. enough work, and then right. they leave, right? Or it's like other, you know, like they get pregnant and they're like, I don't want to do this and raise my family, whatever. And so that's the problem with kind of like we don't have that many older people. I'll give you that. The pile of older actors is smaller. And as a result, you know, I because I'm older, I go out for every part that's sort of in the 40 to 90 range. <laughs> um, which And all my other friends around my age do too. You know, like we're just sort of right. like, oh, hi. You know, like we're, right. we can play the mother or the grandmother or the most <laughs> ancient being in the universe. You know, whatever we do. Um, you know, because at some point it's just all the same, older. Right. Um, we don't split into the same kind of categories as other actresses might, you know. Um, but that that's okay. I know that's going to change because not all of these, the new crowd is going to stay in it right. longer, I believe. Um because they have the support, you know. They well, and it seems to me there's there's all over the country now there's more theater work than ever before. I agree. I agree. So, so let me ask you one last thing, because um, whenever I talk to uh, people working in New York theater, I always want to ask this question. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm um, a passionate fan of musical theater, and I'm just curious. I feel like we're in a new golden age of musical theater, and I'm curious if you would agree with that. I, I would agree with that, and it's humbling. It's wonderful, you know. Yeah, to, it is wonderful. <laughs> to, go to, all, to go to new shows and go, like, this is probably going to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and um, and it, and they pretty much are pretty darn good. Um, and it's and it just seems to me like every show that opens, or not every, but almost every show that opens, is so different from anything else, which is really cool. It is very cool. Yeah, I I I, I agree. I think it's I think it's an amazing time, you know, to be here and to be part of part of that. Um. 
and it's I just sort of feel like people are giving new writers so much more of a chance now than they ever did before. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, there are, there are companies like ours all over the country where writers can get stuff done and they can learn their craft and they can see how it works in front of an audience, which is really right. nice. No, it's important. Yeah. I just, um, you know, I just feel like I've been doing new musicals my whole life, you know. Yeah. And, um, and the quality of them and just kind of like what the themes are are just so much more interesting. And, um, yeah, I do feel like it's a new age and it's, and it's all to the good, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, hmm. I don't want to come off, you know, uh, we've been obviously having a lot of conversations in New York about, you know, trying trying to push for more in- inclusion. Right. I don't want to come off like that we're being whiny about you know, <laughs> being being a minority actor because nobody put a gun to our head and said like you must be an actor. Right. You know. You know what I mean? That was right. our choice, right? Right. So it's not that. I'm like, oh, we can't get any work. That's not that's not what it's about. It's just sort of like, for us, it's about like, if there are roles that are Asian, please try to cast Asian people in them. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's there's that part, and then there's and if you're doing a show with a whole bunch of different, you know, with a with a whole bunch of different people in it, you know, see if they don't all have to be white. For whatever, right. <laughs> right, right. Like, you know, there are plenty, and there are plenty of theaters that are making those kinds of choices, and that are, you know, I just think it just makes the shows more interesting, and it has a different layer. Um, well, and it lets more people in, right? Right. right. You know, if it, if it, if an Asian person goes to a show and everyone on stage is white, they don't feel like they're a part of it. Well, yes and no. I mean, it's not like I mean. When I went to see The Color Purple, there were no Asians in that show, and I felt like I was <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Know? And I've and I've gone to see plenty of all white shows, and you know, thought like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. When I saw Sweeney Todd, I thought my head was gonna come off. You know, I was 15 years old, and I just thought this is the greatest thing I have ever seen in my life. W- would it have been a bigger thrill had there been a couple of Asian people in the show? I mean, it would have been awesome. Yeah. But it's sort of like, I don't, you know, I've learned, I, even by then I had learned not to hope for that, expect that, right. want that. It's a bonus. It's lovely to be included in the conversation. But, but I, So maybe we're getting to a point where it's not a bonus anymore. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. You know, because that, I mean, come on, that was in 1979. That's a right. long time ago. Right. You know, you just like you're like, oh my god, I have you know, I have been going to the theater for a really long time, and now we're talking about this. Right. Um. You know, we talked about it before, like when Jonathan Price came over to do Miss Saigon, and yeah, I remember that. But it doesn't. It's like nothing ever stays. You never, you never get the sense that like we're, you know, we're making a big stride. It's right. sort of like when Encores did 1776 multiculturally. Right. And it was really beautifully done. 
Yeah. And then I just thought, like, okay, what else you got for me? Oh, did right. I hear a waltz? Right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like that's great. You if you you know one show in a season you're going to work on, you do like ten shows. Right. Um, you know, I mean, obviously there are actors of color. And do I hear a waltz? They're in the ensemble. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, okay, great. You did it once. Keep going. Right. Did you not see how that helped that show or made that show more relevant and more interesting? Do you and, not... and, and, and took nothing away. And took nothing away. Right. Made it deeper, more right. moving. Right. And that show already knocked me out. I mean, 776 is one of my favorite shows in the world. Me too. You know? And it just, you know, I'm a hot mess. Always watching that show. <laughs> with a, more of a diverse cast, I was a puddle. It was, it was so moving. It spoke for America, you know? Right, right. And so to me, that's like, well, this is a no-brainer. You can do this with every show. You can make all your shows more than just the standard, you know. And I just don't understand why, you know, there's such a sense of, of, well, it's not that they don't want to, it's just that they don't think about it, because it's, not, right. it's right. not where their head is. You know, white is the default. That's what right. it is. And, um, you know. Well, so we can we can hope that Hamilton is ushering in a new era. Oh, my God, please. Yeah. Please, God. <laughs> well, with the crazy success it's having, it would be hard not to, I think. You would think so, but I don't see a whole lot of people bending over backwards to make culty every cast. Yeah. Um, in any way. And that, and I'm just like, okay, well, you know, maybe that's, maybe you know, maybe it's that's just what it is. It's its curse and its blessing and whatever. <laughs> but but it's you know, thank God for it. Thank God that it's here and that it's opening the conversation and that, you know, something is truly being judged on its merit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really lovely. It's really lovely to see. Thank you for joining us. This is Scott Miller. Now you, too, have achieved stage rock. See you next time.